Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunjabihari Jai Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradhari Jai Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradhari Yashodanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Yashodanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Yamunatira Vanachari Jamuna Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Gunjabihari Jayarada Madhava Gunja Bihari <coughs> Jaya Gopi Janabalaba Girivaradhari Jai Gopi Janavala Bhagiri Vardhari Yashodanandana Vrajajanaranjana Jashodanandana Vrajajana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shiva Sadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadigora Bhakta Vrinda
Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jai Prabhupada, 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 Jai Prabhupada. Jai Mishapad, Paramahansa Parivyajakachaya, Sri Srimad. Abhay Chanar Vinda Bhaktivedanta Swami Sri Prabhupada Kei Jayam Vishupad Pamhamsa Parijakacharya Stotarishada Sri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Sri Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananda Kodi Vaishnava Vinda Ki Jai Gantara Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai So we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 7, Chapter 9 Prahlad pacifies the Lord with prayers Verse 29. Mat prana rakshanam ananta pitulvadascha. Manyasva Britya Rishivakyam Britam Vidhatum Manyasva Britya Rishivakyam Britam Vidhatum Kargam Pragrihya Yad Avochad Asad Viditsus Kargam pragrihya yad avochad asad viditsus. Tvam ishvaro mad aparo avatukam harami. Tvam ishvaro mad aparo avatukam harami. Mat prana rakshanam ananta piturvadascha. Manvesva britya rishivakyam vritam vidhatum. Kadgam pragrihyayad avachadasat viditsus. Tvam Ishvaro Madaparo Avatukam Harami Mat Prana Rakshanam Ananta Piturvadascha Manyasva Pritya Rishivakyam Vritam Vidhatum Kargam Pragriya Yadavachat Asadvidyatus Bhagavad Gita 
Pranarashtanam Ananda Pitruvadascha Manyesva Vritya Rishivakyam Vritam Vidhatum Radgam Pragrinyayat Avochat Asadvititsus Tameshwaro Madhavaro Matadis Anarakshanam Anantapitur Vidascha Manyesa Vritya Rishim Vakivitatum Kargam Prakrishya Yat Avochat Asad Viditsu Tamishwaro Mataparavatu Gamharami Word to a translation. Mat prana rakshanam. Saving my life. Ananta. O unlimited one. Reservoir of unlimited transcendental qualities. Pitu. Of my father. Vadahacha. And killing. Manya. I consider. Svabhritya of your unalloyed servants, Rishivakyam and the words of the great Saint Narada, Ritam, true, Vidhatum, to prove, Khadgam, sword, Pragrihya, taking in hand, Yat, since, Avochat, my father said, Asat Viditsu, desiring to act very pious, impiously. Tvam, you, Ishvara, <coughs> any supreme controller. Mat Apara, other than me. Avatu, let him save. Come, your head, Harami. I shall now separate. Translation. <clears throat> my Lord, O unlimited reservoir of transcendental qualities, you have killed my father, Hiranyakashipu, and saved me from his sword. He had said very angrily, If there is any supreme controller other than me, let him save you. I shall now sever, sever your head from your body. Therefore, I think that both in saving me and in killing him, you have acted just to prove true the words of your devotee. There is no other cause. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 9, verse 29, the Lord says, Samoham sarva bhuteshu namedveshyosti napriya ye bhajanti tumam bhaktya maiteteshu chapyaham. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is undoubtedly equal to everyone. He has no friend and no enemy. But as one desires benefits from the Lord, the Lord is very pleased to award them. The lower and higher positions of different living entities are due to their desires. For the Lord, being equal to all, fulfills everyone's desires. The killing of Hiranyakashipu and the saving of Prahlad Maharaj 
also strictly followed this law of the Supreme Controller's activities. When Prahlad's mother, Hiranyakashipu's wife, Kayadu, was under the protection of Narada, she prayed for the protection of her son from the enemy, and Narada Muni gave assurance that Prahlad Maharaj would always be saved from the enemy's hands. <clears throat> Thus, when Hiranyakashipu was going to kill Prahlad Maharaj, the Lord saved Prahlad to fulfill his promise in Bhagavad Gita, Kaunteya Pratijanihi Name Bhakta Pranashyati, and to prove true the words of Narada. The Lord can fulfill many purposes through one action. Thus, killing of Hiranyakashipu and the saving of Prahlad were enacted simultaneously to prove the truthfulness of the Lord's devotee and the fidelity of the Lord himself to his own purpose. The Lord acts only to satisfy the desires of his devotees. Otherwise, he has nothing to do. As confirmed in the Vedic language, Natasya karyam karanam karanam cha vidyate. The Lord has nothing to do personally, for everything is done through his different potencies. Parasya shaktir vividaiva shruyate. The Lord has multifarious energies through which everything is done. Thus, when he personally does something, it is only to satisfy his devotee. The Lord is known as Bhaktavatsar <coughs> because he very much favors his devoted servant. Aumagyanatimirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gora Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Okay, Hare Krishna. <clears throat> so, we're going through Prahlad Maharaj's brilliant set of prayers to Narasimha Dev, and we had some very nice classes lately. Excuse <clears throat> me. So, here we're reading another verse where Prahlad Maharaj is going to glorify Narad Muni, and um, he's glorifying how the Lord <coughs> is coming or uh, making the words of Narad Muni true. And actually, the Lord achieves many purposes. Prabhupada is writing in his purport by his one action. So for us, we have to do, we do one action and that achieves one purpose. And then we have to go and do the next thing and that achieves another purpose. And then we have to work so many things. So we have to work a lot to achieve different purposes. <coughs> but for Lord, he can achieve many purposes through one. So here, Prahlad Maharaj is very aptly pointing that out. That just by killing my father, and you know, you have killed a great demon, you release the burden from the earth, you have protected your devotee, you have protected me. <clears throat> you have also brought through the words of your devotee, Narad Muni. Um, you have also brought through the words of Brahma, who had given the vow, or who had given the, the benediction. So in that way, Narsimadev has proven many things to be true through his action of killing Hiranyakashipu. <coughs> and in that way, <coughs> he's also proving through his own words, where he says that in Bhagavad Gita, which says, Kaunteya pratijanihi name bhaktiya pranashati. He said, my devotees will never perish, <coughs> that they will always be protected. And <clears throat> so, just like with me, we have the Lord, and one of His quality is, is that His words are always true, that their words never go false. His word never go false. So, in the same way, the words of His devotees also never go false. And the Lord, because Lord has covered their backs. So any 
any words or any benedictions or any curses that the devotee gives, the Lord would cover it and make sure that it comes true. <clears throat> so we have uh, Narad Muni's case, even when Narad Muni cursed the two sons of Kuvera, Manigriva and Nala Kuvera, and the curse was also brought to be true. We have many examples in the history of many different devotees who are blessed and, uh, and, 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 and given benedictions and the words have come true. <clears throat> so similarly here also the example that is given is in the purport where uh, Prabhupada is actually explained. So in the, in, the, in the translation it's not very clearly explained. In the translation it says you have acted just to prove true the words of your devotee. But then in the purport Prabhupada explains what was that word and what, who was the devotee. That was Narad Muni and he had given his word to in the purport, Narad Muni had given his word to who? He says in the purport here. To the mother, to Prahlad's mother, Kayadu. <coughs> because Kayadu, when, uh, when Prahlad was in the womb, and uh, all the demigods actually wanted to kill Prahlad Maharaj. And, uh, and at that time, Kayadu, his mother was, was very concerned and she wanted to make sure that his child is safe. And uh, the demigod wanted to make sure that he's dead before he comes out. <clears throat> because he's already struggling to deal with his father. Now the son is going to come, don't know how strong and how, how bad he's going to be. So, <clears throat> so therefore, but then Kayadu went and took shelter of Narad Muni and he, she asked for protection. And, and she said that, please protect my son and make sure that he's safe. And so Narad Muni had given his words here, and that's what Prabhupada is pointing out in the purport. That when Kayadu was under the protection of Narada, she prayed for the protection of her son from the enemy, and Narad Muni gave assurance that Prahlad Maharaj would always be saved from the enemy's hands. <clears throat> so that, of course, uh, uh, Kayadu was referring to the demigods. <laughs> but <clears throat> regardless, the enemy who wanted to kill Prahlad as his father and uh, Narsimadev gave the protection. <clears throat> so we see many such examples. There's, there's, there's one very interesting um, story or pastime where Arjuna <clears throat> also takes a vow that um, in, the, in the battlefield of Kurukshetra where he says that, that in tomorrow I take a vow that Jaidrath would be killed. <clears throat> then, and, and although it's almost an impossible task, um, Krishna brings it true. Then there is also uh, the vow of, uh, of Bhishma Dev. And, uh, and that's, that's quite an interesting pastime as well, because um, Bhishma was sort of forced to fight in the side of the Kauravas. And, uh, and when... when uh, when Duryodhan at one point, when there was no real victory was not coming and the both sides were quite equal and just to push it a little bit further, he told Bhishma some words which are very, very heavy for Akshatriya to hear. And he said um, that, you know, Bhishma, it looks like you're favoring the Pandavas, you're favoring the enemy side. And so therefore you're not really fighting to the best of your ability. And that's, that's a great insult for Akshatriya and for a general for a marshal like Bhishma Dev. <clears throat> and so he takes a vow that, okay, here I have my five arrows and I've invested all my potencies and that I'll kill all the five Pandavas. Now, was Bhishma really keen to kill the Pandavas? No. But why did he invest all his energies? Because he knew that Krishna will do something interesting to do, protect his devotees. <clears throat> but at the same time, Bhishma is also a devotee, and so Krishna can't make his words go false. So in that way, Bhishma was inciting Krishna, <clears throat> and um, and we know the pastime of how Duryodhana secures it. Arjuna, Arjuna uh, with the help of Krishna, manages to get all the five arrows. And uh, when Bhishma finds out, and then he he takes a vow that in that case, if 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 Krishna is trying to trick then now the consequence would be that now tomorrow 
either Arjuna will be dead or Krishna has to break his own vow. Because since he's trying to break my vow, so now I'm going to make him break his vow. And the next day, Bhishma fights so um, with, with so much so much strength that practically everyone is scared on that day. Everyone is scared to go and face Bhishma because he's so informidable. <coughs> and so at one point, Arjuna's chariot and Bhishma's chariot, they come in front of each other. And then there's a great battle. It's a very, very powerful battle that ensues. And although Krishna is trying his best, Arjuna is trying their best to fight against Bhishma, Bhishma is so extremely powerful um, because keeping in mind that he was trained by Markandeya and Shukracharya and, uh, and Parshuram. <coughs> so he's, he's, he's most powerful warrior. And he's fighting as Arjuna, and Arjuna is, is heavily, is very severely wounded. <clears throat> and when Krishna sees that, you know, Arjuna is now in threat, he's in danger, and that he can actually be killed at this point, Arjuna, oh sorry, Krishna forgets that he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that he has Sudarshan, but then he just jumps out of the chariot and he starts running towards Bhishma, and on the way he picks up a wheel, a chariot wheel, to kill Bhishma. So usually we have to keep in mind, you know, in the, in the battlefield, you know, chariots are not too close to each other, so they're, they're quite a bit of distance away, like at least quite a few hundred meters to even a couple of kilometers. So like they're quite far apart. And so Krishna jumps out of the chariot, takes a wheel and starts running towards Bhishma to kill, <clears throat> to kill him. And at that point, he's, he's so much in that anxiety that Arjuna is in danger and that Arjuna can die any moment, that in that anxiety forgets that I have Sudarshan Chakra also I can send and it will sort it out immediately. But no, he's, he's in that anxiety of protecting Arjuna and his devotee and that he, he rushes towards Bhishma and, uh, and tries in, to try to kill him. And it's a long run and Krishna is focused on just taking this chariot wheel all the way to Bhishma and kill him point blank, no options. So, and at that point, while he's running and he's running towards Bhishma and he's shouting, that Bhishma is that you are the cause of this war. Is it because of you? So many warriors are dying. He said, now it's time for you to die. I'm going to kill you right now. <clears throat> and when he's running towards Bhishma, actually Arjuna jumps out of the chariot and he tries to stop Krishna. And so he holds his feet, but then Krishna again, he's, he's so much in that, in that mood of protecting his devotee, that he's running. And in running and running, and, and he actually doesn't even notice that Arjuna is hanging on to his feet. And Krishna is just running. <clears throat> and Arjuna is shouting that, Krishna, please stop. He said, if you don't stop right now, he said, you're going to break your vow. And that is going to cause great infamy for you. So you should, you should immediately stop. <clears throat> and Krishna doesn't hear anything. He's, he's, he's in a completely different mood. And so Arjuna is shouting, Krishna is running, there's a whole scene. And at that point Bhishma, he, um, he offers his respects and prayers and he actually uh, glorifies Krishna for his, uh, uh, for his um, quality of Bhaktavatsala that he, he's trying to protect his devotee. <clears throat> and uh, at one point Arjuna does manage to make some trenches onto the ground by putting his feet and digging a hole. And there's like this whole long mark of trenches, but then finally he does manage to stop Krishna just on time when there's a sunset and then the war ends and, uh, and Bhishma is saved for the day. <clears throat> but <clears throat> we can see how Krishna is so eager to fulfill the vows or the words of his devotees. And Krishna is also very eager, as Prabhupada is explaining here, to protect his devotees. His bhaktavatsa. His, um, and so Krishna has many amazing qualities, as we know from the nectar of, uh, from nectar of devotion. 
the Krishna has many amazing qualities, but the Acharyas explain that one of his highest quality, one of his most amazing quality is Bhaktavatsa. So he's very, very um, protective and to his devotees. <coughs> it's interesting, we had a Narsima Yagi yesterday and one of the, one of the name of Narsima there was also Bhaktavatsa. So it's not just Krishna's name, Bhaktavatsa. There's also, Mahaprabhu's one of the name is Bhaktavatsa. It's very nice bhajan. Baja, Baja, Baja Bhakta, Bhakta Vatsala, Sri Gora Hari. So the main, uh, so this, this is the name, Bhakta Vatsala, and it's a, it's a very amazing quality of Krishna. And actually, even within that, it's explained that, the devotees explained that, even within the Bhakta Vatsala, that, that, that amazing quality or the topmost quality within that is that he completely gives himself to his devotees. And there's a whole 10th canto dedicated to how Krishna gives himself to his devotees. So in the first canto, in the 16th chapter, where um, all the Pandavas have departed and now Kali has entered the kingdom and Parishit Maharaj finds out that the Kali has entered and so he goes, he takes his weapons, he takes his army and he marches on and goes around the entire planet, which is the entire Earth's planet, which is his own kingdom and he's ready to fight against Kali and defeat him and get, kick him out of the kingdom. And at that point he's visiting all the different places and everywhere he goes, all the kings and all the citizens, they would glorify Pandavas and they would glorify Krishna. And so wherever he would go, he would hear all these glories of Krishna. <clears throat> and one of such glories, one of, one of such very nice words is where it is mentioned um, in the 16th verse, the first kind of 16th chapter, 16 verse, where it explains that, you know, Maharaj Parishit heard that out of his causeless mercy, Lord Krishna, who is universally obeyed, rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu by accepting the posts ranging from chariot driver to president to messenger, friend, night watchman, etc. According to the will of the Pandavas, obeying them like a servant and offering obeisances like one younger in years. When he heard this, Maharaj Parishit became overwhelmed with devotion to the lotus feet of the Lord. And so we can see that, that Krishna's quality is, is uh, very well sort of explained here, that, that one who is universally obeyed, he became the obedient servant of the Pandavas, so much so that he did what Pandavas wanted him to do. So he was not just fixed on one particular way of serving Pandavas whatever way you want me to serve. He, he was the messenger, the peace messenger for the Pandavas. He went, he became the chariot driver, he became their friend, night watchman <laughs> during the war. So there are many, the, the, he, he took all these different kinds of roles according to the will of the Pandavas. Just how they wanted, he just followed them. And offered obeisances like younger in years. So, this, this is very amazing qualities and, and in the purport Prabhupada explains that the Pandavas were so malleable to the will of the Lord that they could sacrifice any amount of energy for the service of the Lord and by such unalloyed determination they could secure the Lord's mercy in any shape they desired. Because of their, <clears throat> because their, because of their total surrender where they wouldn't care about anything but the pleasure of the Lord and the service of the Lord. And they were ready to put any amount of energy for that service. And they had a very strong determination about that. And because of that, the Lord became completely sold out, that He was ready to do anything for the Pandavas. So <clears throat> you can see how, how amazing that quality is. And uh, for us, Prabhupada explains that simply by <clears throat> appreciating the dealings of the Lord with His pure devotees, one can attain salvation. <laughs> so, 
even if one didn't have any qualities of, 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 of such amazing qualities that Pandavas have, Prabhupada is saying that we, if we just appreciate these dealings and the qualities, then still we become liberated. So that's how amazing these uh, exchanges are. And that's how amazing Krishna's qualities are. Sometimes it's, um, it's pathetic though that we have more faith in Maya than Krishna's protection. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but here we can see so many examples and pastimes where Krishna is ready to become infamous to protect the words and fame of his devotees. <clears throat> so that's how eager he is and that shows Krishna's sweetness and Krishna's, Krishna's sweetness as a person, how, how sweet he is and how grateful he is to all the devotees who serve him with all the capacity. Now, you know, there are many verses in the, in the Upanishads and even in the Bhagavad Gita where it's explained that the Lord actually doesn't do anything and the Lord has nothing to do. Because for any action, if we are doing any activity, there is a purpose, there is some kind of a gain involved in that. If there was, we don't do activities with no desire for gain. We work so there'll be money or that there'll be comfort or there'll be maintenance. We try to please the other person through our different activities. So there's always some desire there or say some reason for it. But then the question is, why would Krishna do anything? What, what is there for him? Because Prabhupada is explaining here that actually anything that he wants done, he can simply desire. And he has multifarious energies. He has so many energies who can get everything done for him in just the most perfect way. So there is no reason why he has to do anything. Then why does he do anything? <clears throat> is um, Prabhupada is explaining in the purport here. The Lord acts only to satisfy the desires of his devotees. Otherwise, he has nothing to do. And then Prabhupada explains in the Vedic language, natasya karyam karanam chavidyate. The Lord has nothing to do personally, for everything is done through His different, poten different potencies. Parasya shakti vividevasruyate. The Lord has multifarious energy and through which everything is done. Thus, when He personally does something, it is only to satisfy His devotee. So that is, that is very, very interesting and is very nice meditation to see how in everything that Lord does is only for the satisfaction of devotees, is only to reciprocate with His devotees. Because, and, and, and we can see that He can reciprocate them in any way. He is happy to take that subordinate position for His devotees. <clears throat> Although He takes the subordinate position, He is achyuta, He is infallible. But at the same time, why does He take that position? Because Ananda Maya Vyasat, is a is the nature of every living entity to seek pleasure and it's also there in Krishna that he also likes to be happy <laughs> and uh, and he sees and and he, he derives great pleasure and satisfaction by serving his devotees and he's and we have to keep that in mind that it might appear that the lord is obliged to do it uh, or is obliged to become the servant of his devotees, but actually no. He does it simply out of love. He does it simply because he wants to do it, but he's not obliged to do it. So now the question is, how do we see that reciprocation in our own lives? How do we see that protection in our own lives? And uh, one thing that I was thinking of, and there could be, there are obviously many ways how we can see that reciprocation of Lord in our life. But one of the ways how we see the reciprocation or the protection of the Lord is when we try to go a little bit out of our comfort zone to serve Krishna. And, and we try to, you know, just as is explained um, here, in, uh, it was explained in, that, in the first canto 16th chapter, 
where the Pandavas were ready to sacrifice any amount of energy for the service of the Lord. And so similarly the devotees are ready to sacrifice and put any amount of energy required to get the service done. So we, we see like in the classic example of Prabhupada how he put in so much energy and he took risks and then every time when he took risks, Krishna somehow protected him. <clears throat> And so similarly, we see in our own example or in our own lives, when we, take, when we take risks, when we take that leap of faith and try to serve Krishna in, in ways that looks impossible, then, then Krishna somehow makes it possible. Somehow we, we you know, it's interesting because um, the, the Bhada Purnima was a classic example and Vaisheshika Prabhu says that many times that when you, you know, when you, you take, a, you make a goal and then Krishna will help you fulfill that. And that we had uh, a goal for certain amount of Bhagavatams to be distributed and, and, and we went way past them. And uh, we broke so many records that in, we, we have never distributed so many Bhagavatams. We have not distributed them in so many ways. We haven't had so many devotees participate. So, and, and devotees were thinking that I can barely even distribute one small book. Then how can I distribute a Bhagavatam set? But then, they had a desire to distribute and the Lord fulfilled it. So it's possible. <clears throat> so therefore, the only thing that we have to do is we have to desire. We have to desire to serve Krishna in some amazing ways. And when we, when we desire, then Krishna can fulfill. Actually, Prabhupada says that when one devotee asked one time, Prabhupada, that if Bhaktivinoda Thakur or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna himself, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a pure devotee. All these great personalities have appeared in the history and they could make the whole world a devotee. And the Prabhupada said that they could, they could make the whole world a devotee. And so the devotees asked, then why didn't they make it? Why didn't they do it? And Prabhupada says, because they left, they left some service for us. So, so we could do it. And, uh, and so, they, so there's so much service that needs to be done. There's so many books that need to be distributed. There is a um, holy name that to be distributed in so many places where people have never heard of Hare Krishnas. There are so many people they have never tasted prasadam. So, <clears throat> so yeah, there is so much work that needs to be done. And so when we take that responsibility and when we try to push that mission, um, despite our own personal challenges, despite our own personal frailties and inabilities, when we try our best, then we see Krishna's reciprocation and how he's making everything possible. And, uh, and you, you actually get to, it's quite amazing actually, when you do that, you see Krishna's hand in your life, how Krishna is protecting and how Krishna is working on fulfilling our desire to want to share this Krishna consciousness to others. So therefore, it's always uh, recommended that we try our best and then, and then and once you, once you experience that hand of Krishna in your life, once, when, when you experience that bhaktavatsal feature of Krishna in your life, even to a small extent, then um, there's nothing like it. So, that's something that I wanted to share. If anyone has any questions or comments or corrections. <coughs> Hare Krishna Prabhu. Uh, you mentioned uh, whatever devotee desires, Krishna fulfilled. Uh, so maybe you can sh discuss or share your thought on why Krishna did not fulfill Arjuna's desire when he didn't want to fight. And he was really pushing and he really systematically pushed for it. That I don't want to fight and gave multiple reasons. So hmm. yes, he, if he fulfills all the desires of his <laughs> devotees. Means just thought came to my mind when you said that point. So. Okay, yeah, sure. Actually, yeah, that was the desire out of ignorance. So that was not really in the, uh, in the best interest of Arjuna or for anyone else at that time or in the future. Also, Krishna wanted to speak the Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. So there are many purposes why Krishna does something. <clears throat> and uh, um, like in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, so, Krishna is completely independent and he can do in the way he thinks is the best. 
So if we have a desire and we, we think it was not fulfilled by Krishna, then maybe there is a reason behind it. Or that maybe we have to wait for a while. Yeah. Is it, you want to add anything? Yes. Um, so thanks for the class, Prabhu. Um, what made the, the Pandavas so dear to Krishna? So the Pandavas are eternal associates of Krishna. But even though they're eternal associates, they're not going to just relax when they come here. They're, they're, they're putting their <clears throat> full energy and, uh, and determination in doing anything that would please the Lord, that would please Krishna, to the extent where Krishna got completely sold out. So their, their loving exchanges and their, their relationship is, is very sweet, as explained in, in Bhagavatam and Mahabharata. So because of all that, all that loving exchanges, yeah. And their surrender, the surrender, Sorry. and their loving exchange. Yeah, the surrender. That, that's, that's, the, that's the expression of surrender. The, surre the expression of surrender is when you are ready to, you're ready to do what it takes to, make the other, to please the other person, to, to satisfy the other person. Yeah. Yes, Sylvia. Hey Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhu, you mentioned how when we desire to do something or desire to give a Bhagavatam, said sometimes the Lord doesn't fulfill it. And sometimes He does. But when He doesn't fulfill it, do we still get the benefit of desiring to do a service? Yes, you do get the benefit. Actually, um, we often see the results in terms of the, the numbers and the statistics. Krishna sees results in different ways. He sees more of our effort and endeavor. So, an example is if a millionaire gives a thousand dollars and a jobless person gives like twenty dollars. <laughs> so, which one is more? Uh, actually, Krishna sees the sacrifice that a person is doing, and uh, along the side. We are praying and we are trying and we are sincerely trying, we are thinking on how I can do it. So Krishna sees, notices all that. And at the same time, those devotees who do distribute the books, they also get the mercy and they also get the credit. And that's also very pleasing to the Lord because to distribute the books requires a certain amount of planning, certain amount of strategizing. So devotees who are able to distribute more books then of course they, they did manage to strategize and plan and, and put in that effort. So that's also very pleasing to Krishna. So of course, both are pleasing to Krishna. And in both cases we get the benefit of, uh, of having contributed. Yeah, so, so both are purifying. But still, as devotees we always like to be able to share this knowledge. So even, even say for example, when we tried distributing books, we could not. We're always working on ourselves. And we are always uh, praying more and more. We are taking feedback from devotees. We are listening to the lectures and how the other devotees do it. And we try and do it. And um, yeah, during marathon, there are many devotees. They're just like sitting next to the Bhagavatam boxes, and Bhagavatam boxes, chanting the roll two hours, 16 rounds. Like, please, I want to distribute these books, you know. <laughs> so that's the meditation. Now, even if they don't distribute anything after that, then, you know, that just means that Krishna didn't want them. But, but then they're really, really trying. And, um, and if they keep trying like that, eventually they would distribute the books. So, yeah. Does it answer? Yes, Prabhuji. And Prabhu, you mentioned how Lord Krishna was very dear to the Pandavas. He became their charioteer, chariot driver, their night watchman in the battlefield. But Prabhu, out of all the Pandavas, Krishna most fav was favoring Arjuna the most. He even spoke the Bhagavad Gita to him. Whereas we see Yudhishthira was also elevated. So why did he favor Arjuna the most out of all the mm. Pandavas? Actually, so there are, 
in the different rasas, <coughs> Arjuna shared the rasa of friendship. And, uh, and so in that way, there's more loving exchanges in that sense. Because with other, with Yudhishthira Maharaj, there's some awe and respect, there's awe and reverence. So it's not purely, you know, they can't be purely... Whereas Arjuna and Krishna, for example, they would muck around, they would put hands on each other's shoulders, you know, sometimes they would eat food from each other's plates. So it was more intimate, because there was no real awe and reverence. There was, there was nothing else than just pure love for the other person, in that sense. So, yeah. So from that point of view, that it is sometimes explained that Arjuna was, a, was closer to Krishna. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhupada. Is it right? You want to add anything? Different rasas, yeah. Actually, the the yeah for us again from our mundane point of view, we, we think that oh that one is superior, that one is superior, that that one is closer than that one. But actually, Krishna's because they're all pure devotees, it's very hard to say. So yeah, depending on the context, certain devotees might look in that particular circumstance or pastime that devotee might look more close to Krishna than the others. Yeah. But they're all completely pure devotees. Yeah. Thank you, David. Okay. Thank you very much. Grand Rajumat Bhagavatam ki jai, Shabhapada ki jai.